When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, it's hour number two. Bart and Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. If you're wondering, where the hell's Bart? Well, he's home in Detroit. Going through some morning right now. Our hearts are with him. He'll be back with us tomorrow. And so we'll get back to the, the fun and frivolity, of course, of the full version of the show. But right now, it's Han Solo. You got me. I got you, and you got calls, 800-919-3776 to be part of that conversation. But right now, it is time for Hans Hoops Hierarchy. It's brought to you by Samuel Institute for Pain Management. Basketball is my favorite sport. Having a hard time figuring out where things fit? Look, man, I ain't falling for no banana in my tailpipe. You're in the right place. What I say when it comes to this basketball team is the law. Here's Hans Hoops Hierarchy. Game blouses. All right, so we were trying to kick around, like, what's something we could do this week? And actually, it was something that is was motivated earlier this week when I was like, I got to answer this when I saw it. So I thought, all right, let's flip it. I'm going to take someone else's list, and I'm going to comment on it, and then tell you why it's right and wrong, and then what I think. So let's begin. This is Mike Greenberg, Greeny, good friend of ours, of course, and Talented host of many things, including Get Up on ESPN, his own show that you hear here on 98.7 ESPN as well, right before this show. So Greeny did his top five next faces of the NBA. I love these lists because my answer is there are no next faces right now. There, you, how'd you get five? That's what I say. When they talk about make a list, they did this with me on Get Up once, and they're like, make a list of who you think are the next ones in the NBA. I said, there aren't any. Well, you're like, there's got to be somebody. It's like, there's not. Folks, I'm telling you, enjoy LeBron and Steph Curry, who's, by the way, going to be at the Garden tomorrow night. Enjoy them now, because when they go, ain't nobody coming next. For the first time in 40 years, like the faces of the league, Magic and Bird, then they begot Michael Jordan. He begot Shaq and Kobe and LeBron. Like, you just had this lineage of players who were had the charisma. Got a little emotional. Had the charisma. Had the, all the things that you need. Now understand, that's what goes into this list. When you're talking about faces of the league, faces of the league involve not just being a worldly talent, a showman on the floor, and most importantly, a winner. You got to win. Can't be on a bad team and be the face of the league. Doesn't work like that. You got to be a champion. You got to be an MVP caliber player. But then you also have to be somebody that there's people who don't care about basketball, don't watch basketball, but I know who that guy is. And there was a time where in America you said Shaq, everybody knew who you were talking about. The Diesel. Everybody knew. Kobe. Everybody knew. Michael. Everybody knew Michael Jordan. If I could be like Mike. You know, Magic and Bird. Magic Johnson. He was special. People just knew these names and faces. They understood it. It was in the fabric of America. 
LeBron, he has grown into that. And Steph Curry has grown into that too. Everybody knows who Steph Curry is. But after that, does everybody know anybody else anymore in the league? So let's go through Greeny's list and just see why he's wrong on all five. <laughs> I love you, Greeny. So let's see number five. Number five, I will put Wembanyama. Now, it's obviously much too early to say he's going to be good enough to deserve that. But clearly, he seems to have a lot of things going for him. The ridiculous size, the ridiculous skills, the ridiculous hype. Okay, so he's a tall guy who plays basketball. Victor Wembanyama doesn't have what it takes to be a face of the franchise. A face of the league, I should say. He's a face of the franchise in San Antonio. Yeah, that's easy. Face of the franchise is easy. Guy like him, number one pick. He's, again, it's it's the freak size, all the things that really make you look, look at him and just go, oh, my God, look at this guy, right? Draws attention. But what else about him? Like I said, there's more to this. I have, if you're going to have the entire league on your shoulders, you got to have more than just being that really tall dude. You know, that's like 1940s kind of stuff. You know, if you're over 6'8", you get in for free. That's how it used to be back then. George Mikan. You know, the famous picture of him with his hand up because he could he could touch the marquee at the Garden, showing off the marquee with his name on it, right? George Mikan versus the Knicks. That's what it was. Like, that's different. These days, he's, tall guys are everywhere. He can play. All right, so he's a tall guy that can play. Great. But what else does he do? Does he sell your sport? Does everybody know who he is? He has this magnetic personality. You see him sitting with Jimmy Fallon just cracking it up. Is he in movies? That stuff's important. So face of the league, guys, is more than just being a good player or more than just being that, that new tall guy in the league. Sorry, he's out. Who's next, Greeny, number four? At number four, I'm going to put John Morant. And I understand there are people who are going to look at this askance. John Morant is a young person who has made a lot of mistakes. But he remains a very young person. And he remains, in my opinion, as watchable as any player on the planet today. Oh, my God. Can you get on the floor, please? He doesn't even play. He's hurt. Or he's got some problems. How can you be a face of the league when you throw, when you're putting guns in people's faces, when you're beating up 17-year-old kids in your backyard because, because of a basketball game, and your dad's acting up on courtside all the time, but looking like Ursher with the sunglasses on, trying to be, trying to live off your shine? I'm the face of the league with my dad acting up like that? Stop it. John Moran could never be the face of the league like that. Can't do it. He's got to get on the, get on the floor and win. He's been to the last couple of years. He's gone the other way. He's gone from maybe could be a face of the league to now it's like, no, hell no. This kid's too immature. Family around him. He's got bad influences all around him. How are you going to be a face of the league with all that going on? That's two out. All right, Greeny, give it another shot. Number three. And number three is a man who says he wants the title, and that's Jason Tatum. He's the best player on what might be the best team, certainly right up there. And he's got the game, and he's got the charisma, and he's got everything going for him, I think, except for the big wins. He needs to be the best player in the NBA Finals, and I think he stakes a legitimate claim to being an MVP and to being the face of the league. I'm going to quote Larry David. Jason Tatum have charisma? His son has more charisma. His son's adorable. Like that kid, like when he's around, like, yeah. But his game, he settles a lot. Like he'll have the 50-point game six 
where you'll just be, you know, you'll marvel at his shot-making ability, right? But does he have that little extra something that when you watch him, you're just inspired? See, shot-making is one thing. There's a lot of guys in the league that can make shots on a given night. Kevin Durant does it. Like, there's guys who can do it. Kevin, Devin Booker can do it. Like, so you can have those nights where it's just breathtaking shot-making, and you're like, wow, that's pretty impressive. But I'm talking about another level. Because what I've seen from Tatum is that when it matters most, you get the least. That Celtics team plays with its food in the playoffs. And he's the leader. So I don't know. And then, yeah, again, then the charisma thing, it's, it's, there's not enough. He's still young. But it's not enough. Not yet. I don't see it. I don't see him being a voice of the league and being a face of the league, being an example of the league, being that kind of guy. I think he's still so focused on trying to get himself for, like to a championship, figuring it out that way. I just don't know if he's got all that. It's a lot. A brand? Is he a brand? Uh, you know, again, Steph Curry, there's something special. The, three, the, the shooting ability, all the little things that he did. There's just something special about Curry. LeBron is just LeBron. These are brands. Is Tatum a brand? All right, Greeny, let's keep trying. Luka Doncic, D. Wood was telling me earlier he was at the game where Luka was at the Garden. In every game, Luka does something that makes you absolutely marvel at his ridiculous talent. Luka Doncic, face of the league, guy with chipmunk cheeks and a dad bod. This is what we're doing? You think you think Americans are inspired when they look at this Slovenian who is, yes, an all-world talent, great personality, beaming smile, right? He does have that too. But my man can't be like, like you, you can't be in half a shape. Did you see him try that dunk in the All-Star game? The All-Star game. Ain't nobody playing defense, Luca. And he, <laughs> he got caught on the rim. He's 6'7", threw it off the backboard, and he just got, ah, popped his shoulder out, getting rejected by the rim with nobody around him. Eh, there's nothing There's nothing charismatic about that. That ain't face of the league kind of stuff. I don't need that. I'm 52. I could do that. How could he be the face of the league when he doesn't even take himself seriously? Look at him. Look at him physically. Plays sometimes. I mean, again, he's had 60 points. He's been unbelievable talent. He has an unbelievable level of talent. No question about it. But we're talking face of the league, everybody. That's brand-level stuff. Corporations invest in people like this because he could sell everything, including the game. Are you inspired? Like Again, you're a basketball fan. You love Luka because he's a great player. Basketball fan, I'm not selling to you. Face of the league is not for you. Face of the league, you know, it's, it's, it's for Martha in Idaho who doesn't watch basketball. But she sees an ad, and there's Luka, and she knows, oh, that's Luka. Because she knows. I like him. That's what Steph Curry does for the league. That's what LeBron does for the league. It's for those people. You know? Eugene and Martha, who don't really watch basketball. Not really sports fans. But I really do like that LeBron guy. He does a really a lot of nice things. Like, that's you're selling to them. That's how you become a face. All right, Greeny, one more shot at it. 
Who you got at number one? And then at number one, I'm not even sure I should be allowed to include him because I think Giannis already is the face of the league. Giannis was the leading vote-getter for this year's All-Star game. I think he is already right alongside LeBron and Steph as the biggest star in the sport. And he's got the smile, and he's got the charisma, and he's got the personality. Does he? Does he? I can't make a free throw. Can't shoot a three. Is Giannis like is Giannis the best hope? So, if if when the day comes that LeBron James is, I'm done, and Steph Curry is right behind him. Okay, I'm done. Where have you gone, Giannis Adenokounmpo? A nation turns its lonely eyes to you. Is that the guy, the Greek freak? He's the one that everybody is now invested in as your face. This is the guy representing your league. Notice Nikola Jokic, who's also won MVPs, who's clearly, everyone, clearly, indisputable, clearly, the most talented player in the sport today. And he, we all know he's not. he can't be a face of the league. Why? He's not charismatic. doesn't want to be. has zero interest in it. You know, he's a great player who wins and then just wants to go home and be left alone. And I don't begrudge him of that. That's fine. A lot of great players, they don't want to be bothered. And that's okay. Mike Trout, great player, doesn't want to be bothered. What are you going to do? But at least, unlike Mike Trout, at least Nikola Jokic wins. But Giannis, while he does have some charisma, and you're seeing him on some commercials, do you think a guy like like him, again, and, and I... I you want to talk about xenophobia? Fine. I don't know if an international player can really be that in America for the sport. I don't think he can. I don't know if there'll be that kind of universal appeal. Now, again, you want to argue with me about basketball? These guys are all great players. All of them. We're not talking about just ball. You got to understand when I'm talking about face of the league, I'm not talking about best player talented and all that. I'm talking about a player that can sell the sport to people who don't consume the sport. You understand? You feel me? I'm not talking about the player who everybody in the league admires as a great player. No. That's not about that. It's the player who outside of the sport can sell the sport. That's It's the player, the brand outside of the sport that is recognized by people who don't know the sport. You know, it's like it's like the people at like uh, at Lincoln Center. Like if I had Shaquille O'Neal, right, w- walk through Lincoln Center, that all those people there in their in their bow ties and you know getting ready to go to the the, the opera or the theater or they see the orchestra, that 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 they will know right away. That's Shaq. Oh, there's LeBron. That's Steph Curry, right? So you tell me that if Giannis walks through there, that all these people will be like, "Oh, that's Giannis." Are you sure? He might be the one out of that whole list. Might be. When Bagnana, they'll just know he's an NBA player because he's, you know, he's 12 feet tall and super skinny. Guy's narrow. Like, like you know, but these other names, I just don't, I don't know. Now, Anthony Edwards has so much potential because he is charismatic. He is fun to watch. His team's starting to win. But he's so immature. Like, he, 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 like, like Jay-Z, like, right, put, put a suit on. Like, you know, clean it up. Like, take yourself serious. Make yourself a business. Make yourself a brand. Start doing it that way. See, that's Josh's problem. 
Ja should have went that direction, and instead, Ja had to stay hood. Had to stay hood. I got to stay like that because he wanted to be, he was too worried about being respected by his peers instead of being respected by brands, the ability to grow who he is. He was so concerned about being liked by by his own age. I mean, like, why? You're above all that, man. And his dad, his dad's a sandbag. Got to fix that problem. See, LeBron learned that early. Yeah, that's what you respect about LeBron James. LeBron James came into the league, very young player. And he had his friends that he trusted around him. He had a good agent, too. But LeBron figured it out and understood because he also saw in the league the older guys. Because he went into an older league. And he saw guys who had established a lot of things that they were doing. And they were telling him, this is what you do, son. Do it like this. And LeBron... LeBron is – we criticize little things with him, and it's just the way it is. But LeBron James is a really smart man who got it, who understood it, and learned and developed, and what he has become is really iconic. Steph Curry, his dad played in the league. His dad had an understanding already. He had great guidance. And Steph Curry also just understood what to do and how to do it, and you know, winning is a huge part of it. I don't know if Anthony Edwards has that. And, and it's too bad because he's got all the other elements. And a name I'll give you that's not even in the league yet. He's not even in college yet. But he will be next year. It's Cooper Flag. There's something. I, you could just see the way he's being marketed already. There's something there. Maybe a little great white hope kind of thing happening. You never know. But another name to watch. You know, Zion could have easily been this. Easily. Great personality. Happy kid. Big beaming smile. Really dramatic athleticism. He's box office. But we know what he's missing? The give a rip. You know what I mean? He's missing that. Also not great guidance there either. Shame. So anyways, Greeny had his list. I don't agree with any of the names. Maybe Giannis. Maybe as close as you can get is Giannis. Close as you can convince me is maybe, maybe Giannis is clear. But, I mean, we're really moving into a realm, into a world where we're going to go from LeBron to Giannis as a face of the league after all these other iconic names that we have been talking about? I don't know if the league has one. I don't think they have one coming. Am I missing somebody? Is there another name that has me wrote up? 800-919-3776. All right, so that's Hans Hoop's hierarchy and also a little hat tip to Mike Greenberg to help us out with that. Brought to you by Samwell Institute for Pain Management for a pain-free life. Visit samwellpain.com. Today, let's take some calls on this, shall we? Let's go to uh, Chris in Memphis. Chris, Chris, we lose you. We must have. I'm sure Chris was definitely not agreeing with me on John Morant. Eric in Newark. Eric, Han, uh, sir, sir, respectfully, Han, I understand what you mean when you say players uh, need to be winners. They need to brand themselves. But here's the issue that I have with branding. We beat up players because they, they're, they're in commercials. They're, you know, they're doing things outside of basketball. And, and basketball may not be their issue because they're branding themselves. But then you beat them up. I don't. And then you well, I never do. You say you beat them up. I never beat up a player that has developing a brand properly. I never, ever do. I admire but, that. Okay. But, but Han, I feel like... And, and and this is me me talking like if a player is more concerned with branding themselves, then is he can he be the face of the league? 
I don't think uh, it's Anthony not up to Edwards, him to be concerned with it. It's up to the people around him to be concerned with it. That's why you have like again, LeBron had guys around him that that did a lot of work for him while he just simply focused on being a great player. He, he had the ultimate team around him. Ultimate do, do, team. Uh, uh, do we forget that LeBron James came into the league with a ninety million dollar contract that he never even stepped on any any basketball court. He was driving Range Rovers and wearing three hundred dollar mm-hmm. jerseys yeah. before he even played a game. So LeBron yeah. had to learn. LeBron had to go through a, a growth spurt. Um, same thing with everybody else. Hon, listen, the Magic Johnsons, the the Larry Birds, of all of the, these guys behind. There, there's layers that that we don't know about. That okay, we know them as champions. So for all that, right. you, we, Eric, we let, let me stop you there, Eric, and, and tell you what, because you're 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 kind of like meandering through what you're trying to say instead of just give me a name then. Give me a name. Give me a guy that's Shea like, Gil, no, this guy Shea can do Gil it. Chris Alexander. Shea Gil Chris Alexander. Why, why, why couldn't he be the next face of the league? He could. I, I mean, there's one name that no one brought up that I think is definitely on his way because of how he's playing great, right? You could see it. He's a great player. I, does he have the charisma that you need to really be that name? Remember what I said, Eric. We're basketball fans, right? We know oh, yeah. the game, so we already know him and everything about him. I'm not talking about when you're the face of the league, you have to have an impact that goes beyond the sport, right? That transcends it to a point where the people that are in, you know, in areas that they don't really they don't really watch basketball. They don't have an NBA team. They don't really care about basketball, but they know who LeBron is, they know who Steph Curry is. They know these names because it goes beyond the sport. Is Shea Gilgis Alexander that kind of personality that has the magnetism to attract that kind of uh, recognition? You know, I don't, I don't know. But Alan, would, would you would you also lend credence to the the networks? They only put certain players on, so so we wouldn't. And why see do you the think they do? But, but, but see, Eric, you're making my point. Why do you think they do? Why do they only put certain players on? Be- because because like you, they only believe certain names will will draw. Well, no, it's not about belief. Let me tell you something. In business, I can't. It's not about my belief. It's about what I can prove. And what I can prove is that LeBron sells and Steph Curry sells. They, and the they Lakers do now sell. after winning after winning championships. Yeah. Yes. Do. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Right. So he won, and then we realized that people really took to this guy. So Steph, yeah, for, sure. here, see, Tatum is a great example, Eric. It's a great example. Okay. Look, by the way, I appreciate the pushback, man, because it, this does create the conversation I'm looking for. So trust yes, me. I appreciate what you're saying. Tatum is a guy that, let's say this year, they go on the run, and they finally break through and win the championship, and he has to have – he's going to have to have big-time performances on the biggest stage. And they see yes, his right. son, and they see his interaction with his son, and he's got a great smile, and all that. He's a good-looking kid. And it's like all this stuff starts to happen. And then the networks go, wow, the audience loves Jason Tatum. Well, guess what happens? That's how you become the face of the, of the league. It's as simple as that. Steph Curry, that's how it happened. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Thank you. Thank you All so right, much. No, yep. good, good to talk to you, Eric. You understand? I, I hope I'm explaining it the right way because it always comes off as hate. Oh, you hate on this guy, you hate on that. No, no, no. It's not that. It's can you, once you get to this point, have that magnetism? It goes beyond be, – like it's an, an actor. There's some great actors that have been in great movies, but nothing happens. And then there's actors who have been in movies, and they might not even be great movies, but there's a magnetism that turns them into mega stars. And you can't figure it out sometimes, but it's just a reality. It's just how it is. 
and that's what I mean. Like a face of a of a franchise is one thing. That's you're the best player, but a face of the league is something way beyond that. It's something where I don't even follow the sport, but I know who that is. Like if I asked you, name me one Formula One driver. Could you do it? Of course you can. It's Lewis Hamilton. Why? He wins, and you see him everywhere. That's it. But you can't name it. How many other drivers can you name? You can't. I mean, I don't follow it, but I know that name. Because he wins, he's got a charisma, a magnetism, attention, all that stuff. It's just that's how it works. And so when you are a face of something, a sport, you got to have all those things, but it starts with the winning. All right, we can agree and disagree with this list. I have no problem with it. Audio Files is coming up. We'll hear from Joe Douglas and what he had to say about the most important job for him and really what has been the most important job for him. He hasn't gotten right yet. He's got to this offseason. Stay with us for Audio Files, Spartan Hot 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. The quarterback question for the New York Giants is one we'll be asking a lot leading up to the NFL draft this year. Earlier this morning on DPH on Rothenberg, the guy said there's another reason why the Giants have to consider drafting a QB. They're in harm's way now. But not if they take the quarterback. But that's what's to recalibrate expectations. Well, you take the quarterback. It's like, oh, well, you know, if the Giants go 7-10, but if you see glimpses. If they go 7-10 right now, but have what you deem as the quarterback of the future, not one person will call this show and, and be upset about it. Well, because expectations really haven't been recalibrated. Like you said, like a, eh, take a step back, but then this was way more than a step back this season. Way more than a step back. It was a disaster. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew, because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original Triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew. Honey, during tonight's action, glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up at 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, we'll get back to you calls 800-919-3776. I promise we'll get to you. Everybody's got something to say now. 
And that's all right. That's how we do these things. We make lists, and sometimes we just take somebody else's list and just tear it to shreds. But we have fun with it. That's what we do. That's Sports Talk Radio. Uh, but right now, you know what it is. It's time for us to step aside and let the headline makers do the talking. The segment we like to call Audio Files. The Audio File. I swear, Dinahan loves doing it so much. We might just have, like, Bart has to step aside. Might have to just go full time with that one. Well, we're all looking Bart's forward lunch to time. Bart's lunchtime will be Audio Files. Usually is. <laughs> um, but what we're looking forward to, though, is the power hour today. Because, you know, Jacob did it yesterday, and, and Jacob does have a way that he can make himself sound close to what Bart does. Tom, as we know, sounded like he was Dan Grasa being strangled the last time he did it. So Tom has a chance to redeem himself today. It is must listen. Because Tom knows he probably should stand up and say it with his chest today. Because whatever he says now will be course always used against them in the meantime what's being said today is from Jets GM Joe Douglas yesterday was Joe Shane so today Joe Douglas meeting with the media he doesn't speak a lot these days so when he does it matters now certainly the most important thing will be building the offensive line it feels like for Joe Douglas that's all he's been trying to do since he got here and each year he thinks he's got it and then realizes nope that ain't it either well, the same thing happened again as this year. They're tearing it up one more time. Lincoln Tomlinson was cut, and Joe Douglas explained. I had a good conversation with Lincoln on Monday. It just felt like it was the right move for us moving forward. I have so much respect for Lincoln as a person, competitor, player. Ultimately, is what we felt was in the best interest of our team financially. Yeah, best interest of our team financially and also the fact that this guy sucks. Wasn't what we thought he'd be, at least not here. But we've seen guys leave and go to another team and play great so he it's not like he's brought in bums he's brought in guys who are pretty good they just come here and they don't play well although although um what's the name mike was it uh, moses last year he was actually pretty good but they let him go anyways all right still more plans to work on that offensive line for joe douglas this has really been the struggle for him and a lot of people say this is supposed to be his expertise yeah it's a lot of pieces but at the same time we just had some unbelievable meetings with our coaching staff, free agent meetings. And so we feel like particularly, look, there's three different avenues that we can do this, right? Trade, free agency, and draft. And so going through where we are, the ability, going through the meetings that we just went through, uh, the flexibility, AVT, feel like there's some some guys that can come in and be the right type of fit for us in terms of the intelligence, reliability. There's some good candidates out there that can, that can come in and help us. The, the flexibility of AVT, now it's uh, obviously Vera Tucker. That's the part, like, you just kind of cringe a little bit. Because, yeah, of course, yes, he can play tackle. But you drafted him to play guard, and he was, like, you know, all pro. Like, he's at that level. And yet, we're going to start messing around, moving around, stuff. Like, that's the stuff that just makes you cringe. But that's what they're talking about. They've had meetings, so we'll see where that goes. Uh, there is also a little bit of news that came out of all this with Joe Douglas speaking with the media. And we'll have uh, Rich Samini, who's there uh, covering this event, uh, he will be joining us at 2 o'clock to break down out of his notebook all the things that Joe Douglas said and then, of course, what he uh, interpreted from a lot of things that Joe Douglas said. So he'll join us at 2. Um, but here's uh, the Jets GM talking about Zach Wilson's future with the team. And as expected, his future is pretty much over here. I've had good conversation with his agent, Brian Ariel. We've given them permission to talk to other teams about a trade. I'm going to circle back with Brian at some point, either this week or next week, just to see how those conversations go. But other than that, there's nothing else to report. It's interesting to see, as they now seek a trade, is 
are there teams out there willing to give up assets or an asset or something for Zach Wilson? I can't imagine it's going to be much of anything. But right now, the first thing he needs to do is find a team that believes in him, that's willing to give him a shot. Because what is Zach Wilson? Is he still a young player that you bring in to develop to become a starter? This was a guy, again, drafted very high with the plan of him being a franchise quarterback. The thought is he's got that kind of arm talent. So where is he going? Is he somewhere that he's going to be a starting quarterback somewhere at some point? Maybe for a year, you you know, again, you you do what we've seen some of these other guys do. A year as a backup, kind of learn, just dial it back. But is he worth it to any team as a backup when you saw how things went last year, when he was the backup last year? And, you know, just the offense. Was it the offense or was it Zach Wilson? What do you see on film? What do you know about the kid? I'm really curious to see what Zach Wilson's future holds on many levels. Because if you're a Jets fan, there's one thing that you have to fear is that the kid actually is really good and the offense is what sucked. Could happen. Don't think for a minute that he won't go somewhere and really play well once he gets settled in. Like, could this be a, you know, I don't know if it's Geno Smith kind of thing where it's going to take a bunch of years, but I don't know if it's going to be Sam Darnold where he just kind of ends up being a backup. Like, Sam Darnold was once considered a franchise quarterback. Now he's a backup for the career backup. But for Zach Wilson, there's a lot of arm talent. A lot. How much of it was him? How much of it was the system with Nathaniel Hackett? So that's something certainly to keep an eye on. Uh, okay. Last night, you saw something in the NBA that was really remarkable. A game that just felt like it was almost over. The Dallas Mavericks looked like they were in control with a little over a minute to go to win their game in Cleveland. And then Max Struess happened. And this is like some Reggie Miller, Tracy McGrady kind of stuff. 12 points in 67 seconds, including a 60-point, a 60-foot at the buzzer that sounded like this. Two seconds left. The Cavs are out of timeouts. They have to go 94 feet. Struess from midcourt. Oh! Do you believe this? You got to believe it because you heard the swoosh. Knocks it down. And so the Cavs get a win. And that is an unbelievable win. The, the, it was amazing because P.J. Washington scored a layup and he's flexing. And it's like, again, like he's mentioned, there was like two seconds left. And so you figure, and the game's over. And he's like going down the court, and you got to see P.J. He's flexing, right, for, for Dallas. They figure they're going to walk off with a win and hold off the Cavs. And instead, this 60-footer happens over his head, and he goes from – and he's sitting there just flexing, flexing, and then the shot goes in, and you see his shoulders drop. <laughs> the ultimate mood swing. But still, Struess, 12 points in 67 seconds. Just got hot from three. And that that's the difference in the three ball. And everybody that says Tom Thibodeau should be pulling his players and pulling his players – Top Thibodeau sees things like this happen in the league and it scares him, gives him nightmares. There's no lead safe because of the three-point shot in the NBA. Everybody remembers here in New York, Reggie Miller in 95, the eight points in 8.9 seconds. Everybody remembers that. McGrady, although back in, uh, what was it, 2005 or six, he went for 13, he played the, they were playing the, um, they were playing the Spurs. The Spurs were up like 11 with 40 seconds to go in the game. And McGrady scored 13 points in 35 seconds, including like a with one second left, he hit a, a three point, another three pointer, and it was all he just went nuts from three. And one was a four point play, so it can happen. 
But it happened last night in Cleveland, and the Cavaliers sitting in the second spot right now in the East, and they have had a quietly great season. You know, nobody's really talking much about them, but they've had a quietly great season. Getting back to the Jets thing for a minute, so McCole Hardman was on the pivot, you know, with Ryan Clark, and he talked about his time with the Jets, and he said that the Jets lied to him. Telling me certain things like I meet with you and you like yeah I'm gonna get you some plays you know so I'm gonna make sure you get involved in the game plan but I play two plays that's not that you can't tell me that I rather you tell me I feel like these guys better than you and we'll figure you out later I bet I can take that I'm a grown ass man I can I understand that but when you keep telling me and feeding me lies and saying certain stuff then that's what don't sit right with me because like I know for a fact I'm better than him for sure like I ain't trying to you know where I know I'm better than him better than him too Garrett Wilson the only person y'all should just be like hey he can go he's one of them guys so go. I have no problem problem with y'all putting it around Garrett Wilson for sure. I don't I don't care. Like that's fine. But when you come to certain other things, like, come on, like, I don't understand why I'm not in the rotation with that. And y'all never gave me a reason as to why either. Well, they did ask him to turn punts, and he wouldn't do it. He explained why. I'm not catching for that man, but I'm not playing for him like at all. I wouldn't even do it. Well, do it for the team. I said I'm gonna be hurting the team if I go back there because I'm not gonna catch the ball. <laughs> like I'm telling you right, I'm, I was so checked out. Like it's over. I already talked to Vijay. Pat, like, hey, bro, come get me, bro. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, what are we talking about? Like, man, come get me. Now, he said when he's talking about Veach, he's talking about the general manager of the Chiefs and Pat, meaning Mahomes. Like, at that point, and then two weeks later, they ended up actually uh, trading for him. So you can see Hardman, nothing nice to say about his time with the Jets. Really just, you know, ripped the franchise up and down. He said they had no structure. All on the same level. Nobody's treated differently. If if Coach say, if Coach Reed say, we don't wear yellow cleats in practice. If Pat go out there and wear yellow cleats, Pat go back and sign and change his cleat. Everybody treated the same. So it's like when we was out there, there was no really structure was going on. And obviously it's new new coaches and stuff like that. But I'm trying to help y'all out. But y'all like, oh, whatever. Like, and then y'all telling me certain things. Like, I meet with you and you like, yeah, I'm going to get you some plays. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to make sure you get involved in the game plan. But I play two plays. And none of that seemed to happen. Now, the NFLPA does an annual uh, rating of each franchise, and it's rated by the players, by its own each, each franchise's players. So it's anonymous, of course, but when these ratings come out, you know, they tell a story. And when I tell you where the Jets rank, it'll say a lot about McCall Hardman's thoughts. But Joe Douglas uh, earlier today did address the criticisms and uh, the comments of McCole Hardman. Not to get into any specifics on what McCole said. I'll just say, look, we're excited to sign McCole. He's excited to obviously join our team in a situation that really Xavier Gibson really came on for us this year, and he did an outstanding job for us. So um, ultimately we made a decision to, to move on from McCole. But our process of adding McCole, he was excited to be here, and it just didn't work out, and a lot of, a lot of that has to do with Xavier. And yeah, Xavier Gibson, remember, was the undrafted free agent who really, he was part of, a big part of Hard Knocks and made the team and then ended up just being a dynamic piece. And we all remember how he closed the show in opening night after the Rodgers injury with that return, that walk-off win for the Jets over the Bills. Thomas Morstead, by the way, the punter everybody loves, went to Twitter and just said this without naming names. He said, be careful getting information from disgruntled former employees. Getting beat out by a rookie free agent after being guaranteed millions of dollars is tough to deal with. Entitlement is a killer of opportunity. You have to earn it every year. So, what do you think he's talking about? Well, anyway, that's Audio Files. And in the meantime, so maybe the the stats on how the players feel about certain teams and programs 
will tell the better story because these are anonymous, so there's no reason to lie. You tell the truth. Where do the Jets rank when it comes to player satisfaction? How about the Giants as well? Might surprise you. I'll tell you about that coming up next. Stay with us. Spartan Hot, 98.7 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, 800 now we're 93776. We'll get Rich Semenia to join us 2 o'clock hour, power hour. He'll empty his notebook about everything that Joe Douglas had to say and you know how he interpreted some of the things that he talked about. But the, the one thing that came out a little bit of a headline, but not a surprise, is that Zach Wilson and his agent have been given permission to go seek a trade. So we'll see what ends up from that. Um, before I get back to the calls, because I mentioned it, so the NFLPA puts out each year, and we did this last year too with Bart, uh, a report card on on each team. And what they do is it's essentially like the players do a rating system. You know how you get that, right? Like, how did you like our business? You know, rate customer service. How fast were we to answering all of your needs? What do you think of the cleanliness of our lobby? You know, stuff like that. So the players all do this stuff, and then they rank them. The Jets rank out of 32 teams. 21st overall. Um, the last year they were 19th, so they somehow got worse. Now, the whole thing is the issue in the overview. It says that the number one issue the team has is with how its coaching staff manages their time, with respondents highlighting a lack of efficiency around their scheduling. In other words, Players are probably around the facility waiting for meetings and waiting for things and like, what am I doing here? Killing time. Like, come on, let's just get stuff done. So there's an issue with the coaching staff management. That's a solid thing. By the way, that was an issue last year too. Um, it's, it says here too, one might think that longer hours at the facility would make the team more successful. However, the data from across the league shows that's not the case. One of the ten of the ten teams that player respondents believe are least efficient with players' time, only two made the playoffs. So there you go. Players just, you know, the efficiency is important. Now, there's some other key categories that when I read them to you, concerning. Because when you're an organization, you don't want to get grades like this in these certain categories. For instance, treatment of families. The Jets got a D minus from their players. 25th in the league. D minus treatment of families. The food and cafeteria at the facility, C minus. Also 25th. Bart argues it's great, but the players disagree. Uh, nutritionist, dietitian, B plus. That's good. Top 10. Locker room and training room and training staff, all C. No good. So, Florham Park, brand new, beautiful facility, C. Players don't love it. Weight room and strength coaches, B, Bs. So, that's good, but not great satisfactory. But again, it's your weight room and strength coaches. I mean, it's a good grade, but I mean, again, I, it's the Jets, it's New York, it's Woody Johnson. Wouldn't you want it to be A? 
Team travel, C. Head coach, B. Not A, B. Ownership, B-. minus. And in the rankings at a 32, that's 20th. Kind of concerning, don't you think? Now, you know, there's a lot of different things. The, the family thing, I'll, I'll tell you, one of 12 teams that don't provide a family room during games, like at the stadium, uh, they do provide daycare on game days. Uh, players want the team to create a family room during games. So that's probably what the biggest problem is. Some are frustrated that corporate partners have field passes pregame, but players can't get their significant others and children to come down before the game. That That's a problem, yeah. Um, the food stuff is based on taste and freshness, just so you know, in case you're wondering. Um, the reason why they don't like the locker room is they say it's not big enough. And the, only 78% of the players feel they have enough room in their individual lockers. So the stalls aren't big enough either. So they're complaining about that. Um, it's, it, you know, like I know it sounds petty, but this stuff matters. You want your players to be happy. Now I want to see what the issue is with the coach. Only 72% of the team players feel that Robert Sala is efficient with their time. And they feel he is somewhat willing to listen to the locker room. Um, now, the reason why they're a little down on Woody Johnson is he only gets an 8.2 out of 10 considering his willingness to invest in the facilities. Does any of this stif- stuff matter to you as a fan? It probably doesn't because you don't experience this kind of stuff, but it matters when people talk about your franchise and when you wonder, we can't attract players. And you always want to blame, well, it's the New York media, it's the media, and Bart will quickly tell me it's the taxes, which is so bogus. The tax thing is bogus, everybody. It's a lie. It's what agents use. It's not true. If it was true, nobody played for the Yankees. Okay? It's not true. All right. It, it, the reality is, is it's quality of life. It's always about quality of life. It's why you'll pay taxes in Southern California. Oh, why isn't taxes a problem in Southern California? Because the weather's amazing. You pay a tax on that. So it's quality of life. So in New York... You have to go out of your way to make the quality of life better for your players. Make them happy. Make them as happy and comfortable as possible. And the Jets are saying that's not true. Now, how about the Giants? The Giants ranked overall in this poll eighth out of 32 teams. They're top 10. Satisfactory. Very, very satisfied team. Now, think about that for a team that you know had some issues this year, that Brian Dayball's ripping into people and all that stuff, right? Like you would think that maybe there's going to be some unrest with a lot of these guys. That is not true. Giants have a very content locker room. Uh, The first item that deserves recognition is the work by the team's training staff. The players gave high marks to Ronnie Barnes, who's been their longtime trainer. He's beloved. Uh, He's number one in the NFL when it comes to the amount of one-on-one treatment time that players get there. They're very complimentary of the strength staff and all those things. Again, players are happy. Uh, Locker room issues, again, upgrades that need and all that stuff, that's the biggest concern. But if we're looking at it, treatment of families, C. Food cafeteria, B. Right, Locker room, C+. Like we said, training room's B. Uh, Weight room's a B. Travel's a B+. Head coach, A-. Head coach, A-. Pretty special, right? Head coach. So I, wait a minute. I thought Brian Dable was tough on his players and called guys out and all. No, hundred percent, a hundred 
90% of the players felt Brian Dable is efficient with their time. The opposite of Robert Sala. So Dable runs a tight ship. He gets you in, he gets you out, and everybody's happy. And the players feel that Dable is very willing to listen to the locker room, which matters to them. That's a big deal, too. So, high marks for Dable. Not so much for Robert Sala. McCole Hardman has a lot to say. Lots of drama about the Jets. And, of course, Joe Douglas speaking earlier today. To break all that down with us even further, we'll have Rich Amini join us next for the Power Hour. We also have... Your calls as well. So stay with us. Spartan Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. With the injury situation facing the Knicks right now, it's kind of hard to evaluate the team. Like last night, they basically played seven players, and half of those guys played 40 minutes. And what does Tom Thibodeau take away from a loss like that? A lot. You know, like I said, the first half, I thought guys really fought hard. Tough team. They're very good. They have a lot of weapons. Keeps constant pressure on you. They have size, they have length at virtually every position. They can break it down off the drill when they shoot three well. So puts pressure on you. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up at 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.